to make you alert in thought and action like Dick Tracy. I don't even know there is such a man as the Hulk. Shadow knows. This week on the show, a week of number ones, including Die One and Prodigy One, The Majesty of Beards and the Roland Wizardry, and our picks go a little off the rails, that and more on this week's Quick Flips. And this is Brandon. Hey. And this is Quick Flips. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the Christmas season. There's, uh, well, we had December 5th, which was our big week. We had yep. a lot of picks for this week. Uh, we we fought over a couple of them. We ended up co-reading a lot of things anyway, mm. because we just do this. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go over some of the stuff that we read. Yeah, admittedly, I've I've read I read a lot of these books on December fifth. Mm. A lot of and and so I apologize if I'm a little foggy on some details, but I'm sure you'll get me going. Yeah, no problem. So one of the ones that we both read was the freeze. Yeah, I really enjoyed the freeze. Number one, that was pretty cool. I I was wondering when we spoke about it last i didn't understand how th- that would work the defrosting de- i guess of people and the rebuilding of society mm-hmm. but they kept it simple which is really neat yeah it's rare to be able to say that that was a really um easily digestible high minded sci-fi concept mm-hmm. <laughs> no right so this this guy ray all he has to do is touch people but only he can touch people and then freeze them so yeah, and I I love that you know, okay. So this reminded me a little bit of The Walking Dead, in that regard, mm-hmm. in the the idea of uh, the group dynamic. I thought the book was really intelligent in how you have all these different, you know, archetypes, so to speak, of of characters that are part of this larger group, but they and they all serve their purpose and what have you. And they're all equally irrational and equally frightened and so forth. But uh, um, the way that the dynamic, it's almost like a council, you know, Uh, they all, there is still a a respect amongst them. They don't understand the source of race power. They don't, or, you know, whatever this is. But uh, that you know, they they acknowledge it as existing. They acknowledge it, but he's not in charge. The boss is in charge. I didn't get that. No, no, I didn't get that. I I find that they that's kind of uh, you know because th- they all say something to the effect of like I I don't agree with this guy. He's mm-hmm. a, he's an idiot and he's full of himself. But in this particular instance, what we're because what we're both alluding to, right? Yeah, um, yeah. He's right. You know. Yeah. And and it it, it is such a fun sociological experiment. You know. In the sense of like, okay, so everyone, there's this flash, everyone just stops, time mm-hmm. stops, except for you, one person. And as soon as you touch someone, you know, you can kind of reanimate them. You know, it's funny though, he, the first girl that he defrosts, she asks him, how long have you been walking around? And he tells her 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Would it really take you 20 or 30 minutes <laughs> to go up to someone and try to tap them on the shoulder? Wouldn't well, that be the was... first thing you do? Not like run around, look out the window, look at other people. 
I don't know. I feel like it would take me a long time. Yeah. I don't know. To make physical contact with somebody who's not moving. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. What if it's contagious? Yeah. The, and the other th- yeah, exactly. And then the other part of it, too, is that he has a crush on her. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know. And then she wants to call HR on him or security. It's like, why are you touching me? Yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. That's going to go well. Yeah, I also... Okay, I don't want to give away too much of this book. But I find it interesting that they... The moment when they realize that, that it is a global thing... Mm-hmm. And 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 the because this book picks up far off in the future, and then he's now retelling these events. Mm-hmm. But I find it interesting that that he, when he first realizes it's a global event, it's literally something that he never thought was the case. Mm-hmm. He never he didn't even think about it. it. Didn't pop into his head. And this goes back to what you were talking about with this idea of like, well, why would it take you twenty minutes to? try and touch someone well because he thought it was a practical joke yeah you know well he yeah thought that something someone was yanking his chain or or who knows but except that the people who would never participate yeah. <laughs> were frozen too yeah mm-hmm. like it's so it's so strange it's such a strange thing i love the concept i, I think it's it's just you you couldn't get simpler but also no. you they found a way to kind of tighten it up because of that and, and avoid a lot of potential loopholes like, mm-hmm. the tw- you know, why you wait that long or or why would you not think about this being on a global scale? Well, because I'm just thinking about me. I'm thinking about the people that I know. I'm making this a very personal thing. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I can't wait to read more of the series. Well, I want to know, because it's only been, what, a couple hours so far. If the sun will set properly, if the days will be the same, is time slower, is time faster? Yeah, because the, right? the, the visions of the future that we kind of see at the beginning are um, – it doesn't appear the world is doing all that well, does it? No. There's something definitely going on there in the first place. I like it. I like yeah, it. it's great. I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. It's one of my picks since we're going to be skipping a week, considering December is kind of a slow month. Well, it's not that it's slow. It's just there's nothing that we specifically – that even sounds bad. We specifically are picking up. I don't know. It's No, you're month. right. It's not slow. But there's the stuff, cool stuff that we're following – or well, I don't know. The stuff that I'm following for the most part wasn't coming out, so mm-hmm. I kind of – Well, yeah. Up. Like, I, you know, I've fallen off of Die, Die, Die. I've fallen off of a lot of – stuff that is coming out in 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 the latter half of the month and and so stuff that we've talked about before i don't know i fell off blackbird yeah so wayward rabbits oh anti-eggs is not coming out until the uh Mm -hmm. the the second second week no the ninth the ninth oh oh really the ninth and i am picking it up so Mm. deal with Mm. it and maybe it'll be a pick for me the freeze is written by dan wickline art by philip savie uh, letters by Troy Paturi, and uh, you know I'm going to shout out to the uh, the variant cover, which was uh, Raphael Enco, I believe is how you pronounce it. That's the one with the the picture of Ray on the front. It's like, like mm. the black. The it's a red uh, cover, and then it's it's him, and it's got the again just like the the black main cover. It has the freeze mm-hmm. in the same kind of font, but it's got mm. him and it's this like flowery, beautiful kind of like heart, war- a lot of warmth in it. Basically exact contra to the main cover, which I just absolutely loved. I really like that variant. I love both covers. I think the main cover is fucking so compelling. Like yeah. That's what got us 
to be like, hmm, what's this in the first place? So, yeah. Either way, whatever cover you got of that book, you're a lucky person. And I was really excited about LaGuardia. That's a Dark Horse book, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's change pace and go over to Dark Horse then because I didn't get a chance to check this book out. Okay, cool. Uh, Okay, so LaGuardia. We're looking at a future where aliens are now coming to Earth and humans are some humans are opposed to this other humans are pro this but it's basically just the whole immigration debate right yeah. so we we find a way to become intergalactic bigots yeah exactly Perfect. Yeah. that's exactly what it is now laguardia the Great. airport in new york is the only interplanetary i guess you could call it uh the only interplanetary airport <laughs> yeah so you've got people who want to keep the human race pure. You've got people who want to welcome the aliens. The aliens are now uh, enhancing humans in a way. They're you know mixing, intermixing with humans, breeding with humans. Right on. We've got plants, alien plants. So you're really getting those plosives in there with the peas. Plants, <laughs> plants. <laughs> we laugh. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Radio 101. (laughs) Don't do what Paula and I did. (laughs) Sorry. No, please. Please. I'll stop. You've got humans now breeding with aliens, creating new, uh, you know, the world. People are scared that the species is going to change. And it's, uh, there's, there's that whole debate. Now, this story is focused on a couple a woman who's pregnant who's coming from uh who's coming over to LaGuardia so to New York from Lagos Nigeria now she's an American that lived there for a while and met someone who right is on. yeah who's a professor all right um now we're talking. and 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 now she's pregnant so she thinks that her baby's gonna have a better life in the U.S., okay, where, that's where people are more home. bigoted I don't know why uh in at least in the story well, yes, in the story. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, in the story. Yeah. So she, you know, she's always talking to her baby and telling it this, like you know, I think you're going to be happy here, despite all these other things. And she's brought over this illegal plant. Now her name is Future. Now, and they've kind of alluded to the baby being this uh, uh, school professor child who pretends that he's pro aliens but he's actually part of a movement that wants to keep the human race pure interesting so yeah and his name is citizen now the names are really interesting the aliens that come to earth take on names that are easy to remember so pay rent you know get get milk like that's someone's name. Her legal plant's name is Let Me Live, which I think is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> right? So we're going to see how this unfolds. They've alluded to the fact that this guy might be the dad, which obviously causes uh, poses a problem. Yeah. <laughs> since they're on opposite sides of this debate. Well, this debate yeah, which is such yeah. a huge, uh, you know. I don't topic. think he knows that they are, but... Yes, yeah, so it should be fun to see where it goes. Hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah, I like it. The, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, admittedly, I I really, really wanted to to give this a read this week. Uh, you know, I got a little carried away with the superhero fair, and I know that 
this was one of the first ones that you read this week, so mm. maybe it just snuck into your pile and didn't make its way back into our family <laughs> collection. Yeah. May I, is that a fair assumption? Possibly. Mm. But, you know, that's basically what happens in the first one. I'm not really giving very much away. It's just the way that it's paced. You just, you know what's going to happen. It's all there. They're kind of just setting it up for the next one. Cool. So, Yeah. And uh, do forgive me because these names are tough for me to read. I'm not very familiar with these names. So the writer is Nettie Okorafor. Uh, the artist is Tanya Ford. Colorist is James Devlin. And the letterer is Sal Cipriano. But yeah, that's LaGuardia. I like it. Mm-hmm. What did you read? I, you know what? Let's change it up uh, completely. <laughs> And go over to Wizard Beach. Cool. This was one of my picks. I can't even remember when. It was one of my picks at some mm-hmm. point. Um, this is a Boom Studios book, if memory serves. And uh, I I don't know. This book is just everything that the solicitation said and no more. And yet I still absolutely loved it. I thought yeah. it was wonderful. You know, usually... Uh, you know, you expect that there's going to be a little more to the story or it's going to um, tell you – it's just going to hint just enough, you know, yep. to get you interested. This is If you read the solicitation for this uh, from Boom Studios, it's like this is what's going to happen. It, you know, it's it, – and it's exactly that. So basically you have uh, – I believe our quote-unquote protagonist's name is Hexley Ragbottom. He's a um, – he's the son – of a wizard who's currently in battle with the other wizards. Uh, they're battling the f- frost giants that threaten their land kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he's going to... Um, he's, he's he, To be honest, in the first... Because it's broken up into three or four sub-books within the first issue, right? Mm-hmm. So the first part of the story, um, he's, he's not pleased with his father and what's going on and he he wants to go and learn the ways of the the wizard from his great wizard uncle salazar right okay but um his his father's like your your uncle's an idiot your uncle left us and along with a bunch of other wizards and they just go and you know like they've built another world another life for themselves among the humans you know Mm -hmm. uh you're an idiot to to even pursue this, mm-hmm. and he's he doesn't listen to him, and he's like, "You're gonna you're gonna learn to respect me, Dad, and 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 you know, speak to me the way that you should speak to a great wizard." Although he has no powers because he doesn't have a mustache or a beard yet, which is really funny because they do this recap. It's really fun where they they show the these different. Uh, famous wizards. At, <laughs> yeah, don't most the, wizards have? Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, even the great female wizards, it's all defined by the majesty of their beard, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. So there's this one female wizard that's just this, like, powerhouse of just, like, magical enchantments and whatnot, and she has this bitchin' handlebar mustache. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, like, so it's it's really funny. It's are there other drawn. options? Like, does it have to be facial hair? Well, I don't. I don't know. There are other <laughs> wizards. There's a. There's a wizard. When when we get to Wizard Beach in mm-hmm. in the second part of the story, or no, in the first part of the story, uh, I think maybe the second book it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he uh, when Uncle Sally, who's obviously chilling on Wizard Beach, 
and live it among the humans and exactly what is uh, what uh Hexley's father has told him mm-hmm. uh to be the case and he's he's just commingling with frost giants and demons and whatever they all live in peace on the beach it's quite funny yeah. uh, and humans you know and um he the, he introduces Hexley to like this board of of great wizards who are on the beach so i guess maybe they don't all have to have beards because there's one that looks like a spitting image of ahura but ahura <laughs> in like the star trek movie is not yeah. the tv show okay okay you know so um like young the, the, ahura the, no 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 like the 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 star trek oh, original timeline yes, yes, yes. original okay. series movies like okay you know uh <laughs> Not the new, no, no, not reimagined. Like the, yeah, like we're we're talking, um, the the motion picture. I see what you mean. You know, Wrath of Khan stuff Search we for Spock, grew up with. All these, yeah, yeah. It looks exactly like that. There's another one that kind of it looks a little reminiscent of like Edgar Allan Poe, but it's funny because he's actually died. And his wand is so upset that this wizard died on him. He's like the the wand just reanimates him, <laughs> but the wand also is like really horny. So what? the so the wand is constantly like chasing this like birch tree or something around or something like that. I this thought this was gonna tree. like I thought what you were about to say was gonna get really weird. Yeah. So like he'll animate this guy and he'll be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm this great wizard. And it's the wand mm-hmm. that's animating the, the guy. Okay. And then the wand will forget. He'll see this like hot piece of wood go by and the wand will forget that he's <laughs> currently bringing this hit the wizard that controls him per se back to life. Okay. So he'll, he'll forget. And then the guy will just like die right there in the middle. That's of funny. The- it's so funny. Uh, yeah. Like in any case, Hexley, needless to say, throughout this first uh, first issue of these three stories, is just completely disenchanted mm-hmm. by, like, he's so unimpressed by his Uncle Sally, who's just, like, kicking it, you know, getting his, he's getting manicures and bead, or beard uh, trimmings and all this stuff, mm-hmm. hanging out on the beach with his shirt off. He's got a hat that says, like... Um, um, what is it like? Um, lunch preparer or something like that he throws on instead of like his wizard cap. It's it, I, <laughs> it's it's just it's so cool. And then mm-hmm. the the first issue kind of wraps up on this cliffhanger where Hexley does basically, um, it it kind of parody or it mirrors rather what he did with his father at the beginning where he starts mm-hmm. to get mouthy and you know I'm leaving I'm going back to fight the war against frost giants with or mm-hmm. without your help and all this stuff. And uh, as he's going to leave, uh, Sally's just like, and puts up this giant force field and actually just like runs into it. That's how the book ends. That's awesome. And I I love it. I absolutely, like if you're a fan of like Harry Potter or you're a fan of, um, you know, um, like Tolkien or any of that kind of stuff, uh, then then I think, but you're also looking for fresh you know, kind of uh, comedic elements to be injected into that kind of lore. If you're into, say, for example, Game of Thrones, but you want it, you want to say the, you know, opposing energy where it's light and comedic and something maybe you can read with your kids or read, you know, as an adult. And there is like, you know, more adult humor in there, but really subcontextual. So like a kid would never pick that up. And even if it was, it wouldn't be something, you know, you could read this as a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, farting and stuff like whatever. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's light. It's really, I wasn't, 
when I opened the book, I'm like, oh no, this is either going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be, or it's going to be a style that I don't traditionally like. And by the end of the book, I was like, this is great. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it's a style I don't like. (laughs) And there's just something charming and wonderful about this book that, that, uh, despite being something that normally is not for me at all, is going to be very much for me for the next, Mm -hmm. you know, the the subsequent four issues. Very cool. I like it very much. Awesome. Yeah. Wizard Beach, written by, uh, sorry, uh, can I read it the way that it's written on the, uh, mm-hmm. okay, I, I love the, the credits page for this. Okay, uh, Spells Cast by Sean Simon, uh, Magic Arts by Connor Nolan, Illuminations by Meg Casey, and Incantations by Mike Fiorentino. Very cool. That's Wizard Beach. Credit uh, credit page, everything magical. I, I just love the... It's so ridiculous. This Yeah, it is. I like it. I love it. Cool. Where do you want to go from here? You well, want... We both read Prodigy 1. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this kid, like, it's terrifying. He's operating on his friend. He's... Yeah, I love that. Well, it's not his friend. It's the di- it's his father, the diplomat father's um, another, like a, a a colleague or someone from another country, something like that. But he he also needs um, he he he's going in for open heart surgery in like a few weeks or something like so that. So he just figures he just he'll takes do it upon himself to yeah. do it. Yeah, you the... know we don't find out if he makes it or not. We just like fast well, forward. He does everything to... perfectly. Yeah. ever so. Like memorize uh, fighting moves and mm-hmm. yeah, he basically this kid's is. A freaking he's genius. Neo yeah, without basically. the computer. So. Yeah, it's impressive. It's very dark. I like it. Yes, very very dark. Um, I I had mixed feelings about this book. There's some scenes that I absolutely, or you know, <laughs> some sequences that I absolutely loved. Like you said, the the. That sequence was one of them. The the heart surgery thing, mm-hmm. the uh, the chess thing, where he beats everyone except for one guy, and then asks him if it would be all right to continue later, and the guy's like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything," you know, like no problem with me. Mm. Uh, I thought that was quite fun. Um, I didn't like some of the, like you said though, that like the kid stuff was a little bit annoying to me. Mm. Um. At the same time, like the beating up the kids and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I, I think you probably could have done with, uh, you could have cut like two or three of these examples out and then sure. beefed up um, the where the story is headed a little yep. bit more. Like, you didn't have to really, really nail down that this guy, like, I get it. He can do everything. He, he can doesn't jump, even need sleep. He can jump over cliffs, like leave the cliff jump mm-hmm. in for the kids because I thought that was a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Um he he doesn't need to sleep. All leave those things in, but maybe take away the beating up the kids thing. There was no reason for for that to be an instigator because he already has his father, and his yeah. father is enough of kind of a tormentor in his life. Yeah, that I I don't really know is it was a a great deal of benefit to have. Well, some of the those kids things. are jealous of him, and that's yeah, that's obvious, right? Like that would be obvious. You don't have to give an example for that if he's doing things. With kids and he's way younger and he's just doing at... things with kids. What book were you reading? <laughs> no, if he's competing in things with other kids who are way older than him and still kicking their ass. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously they're going to be jealous. Raphael Al- Albuquerque, his art is incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take away anything from that. This is that's 
that was one of the when we first talked about it. I know that you have a fondness for other Mark Millar stuff. I'm on mm-hmm. the fence. We kind of have a running joke among, uh, you know, a large percentage of the group of friends that we, you know, hang out with that that are more you know entwined intertwined into the comic book community. That we're not certain if if Mark Millar is the nicest person on earth and the most empathetic. And this is why he's able to write these wonderful sociopathic characters or whether he is a legitimate sociopath. We can't <laughs> figure out which one is the case. Them really well. Yeah. So like, we don't know if it's like a great deal of empathy or a, cause he, you know, there is something to his ability to write a great sociopath mm-hmm. that is somewhat alarming perhaps, but, um, but the art is is you know I was kind of done with Mark Millar for a bit. I don't know why. Nothing specific, but but um, the art was definitely something that I was looking forward to seeing, and it did not let me down. The, and and you know to on the basis of what I'm saying with regards to Mark Millar, really minimalist storytelling with the the dialogue and the narration and whatnot. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I thought that he utilized the skills of of Raphael Albuquerque to tell the story wonderfully. I also thought the colors were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't really have anything else to say. Mm. I don't yes. know why I wanted to take a pot shot at Burke Millar so badly. Like yeah. he didn't do anything to me. I like his books, generally speaking. No, I but I thought I just put it out there to contextualize. That. I had no some, excitement. It's an going observation. Into this book. He just yeah. yeah. Other than the art and and mm. the story fires on all cylinders because of uh, the team's work together, you know, and I love to see that because it's like that's that's what I I want to get out of a book. Like if I have nothing, if I get nothing out of it, I want on an emotional level, I want to see it be like an exemplary um, showcase for the craft when you have mm. these high level writers specifically working on a book. And that's exactly what I got. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Congratulations. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's weird. Have you noticed this anomaly, though, that I've seen? You know, you tell me because I, admittedly, you've gone into different stores than I have this week, mm-hmm. which is anomalous, but it's Christmas season, so we're dividing and conquering. We're buying for our kids separately here. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of these on on the three comic shops that I've been in this week, a lot of these still on the rack. Yeah, yeah, I think it was expected that they would sell better. Yeah. I'm thinking these were heavy orders and and that didn't really and maybe it did get lost in some of the uh you know it's true but it's just the first issue I mean people may go back Yeah like when, and admittedly we, said before, we, we got it, it in digital so like Yeah it was a heavy week uh December 5th was a really heavy week for a lot of new stuff a lot yeah. of interesting things and if you're into this t- uh, style of book then absolutely there is a lot to pick from yeah, it's true. And it's not even just that, too. Like, when you think about the stuff that that came out from that, you know, we've been talking about personally from like the, you know, the big two or big three, depending on how you would look at it, like, it, from a collector standpoint, or even from an avid reader standpoint, so someone like me, I was we, we you and I were talking about this book for how long? Like, mm. And I, this was sitting you you have prodigy and on one side of it exactly on one side of it cuz our comic our local comic book shop does everything alphabetically with new releases mm-hmm. so on one side of it was martian manhunter and on and two books down on the other side was shazam and you know what mm-hmm. two books i got with my 10 dollars that i had left in my kind of like allocated funds that we could use mm-hmm. i got 
those two number ones instead of Prodigy. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like I, we still got the book. We also didn't digitally. know what you were going what you were getting into. Yeah, admittedly, right? and, yeah. So like, I really hope that more people pick this up because I think there's a lot of potential with it, mm-hmm. and the art is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on specifically in the story? I thought we were going to go into it more, and then I ranted, so I'm sorry. No, no. The, the book was a lot of uh, just kind of uh, origin of this uh, dude and what his childhood was like. Mm-hmm. So that's really what this issue was. But those last few pages are mm-hmm. fucking great. Yeah. Like, I could have gone with a whole book of just, like, slow that down. Mm-hmm. So so much more. I just did the plosive thing to book. Yeah. Well, but, they just pushed us into it. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I could have gone with just a whole book of just like, what could this be? Oh, mm-hmm. hmm, I'm going to need to dedicate more time to this. Like that, that. That was great. Yeah. I thought that was wonderful. But yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm really stoked for number two. I think number two is going to be a hundred times better than number one. And I enjoyed it. Number Likely. One. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Prodigy written by Mark Miller. I always say Millar. I'm sorry if I, I it's AR. So I always get whatever. It's Mark Miller. Artist is Raphael Albuquerque. Colorist Marcello. We decided Mayolo. And uh, letterers Peter uh, Doherty. So. Cool. Also read Stranger Things 3. Yeah. So continues. <laughs> To be uh, Will's point of view mm-hmm. of everything we saw in the show. At this point, uh, he sees his mom through the wall when she's in his room and he hears the music. So they oh, actually yeah. see each other, tells him to run. He runs out of the house and into the woods and finds a guy on you know bleeding out on the ground. Totally hot guy. What? What? Oh, no. no sorry. Found a guy bleeding oh, out on the ro- I on the ground. Hot guy. I honestly thought you did. I'm sorry. No, he found. He <laughs> finds this guy bleeding out on the ground. Okay. He's been attacked, right? And uh, he's this hunter, and there's other people with him. You can hear the voices, and Will tells him, "Like, don't worry, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna get home." He knows he's gonna die, so he watches this guy die, and then that's sort of where it leaves off. <laughs> oh my god, it's just really sad, poor right? Kid. Well, poor guy, no, no. but well, he's crying, right? I oh mean, this is a lot for a kid to go through, and wow. and that's the thing. He hears the other people's voices. He tries to call to them. And they run off because this uh, demi-gorgon creature thing is out there. Mm-hmm. And it basically just leaves you with, and he continues to be alone. Now, if you don't know what happens in Stranger Things, then yeah, it's a spoiler. But if you've watched the show at all and you understand what happens, then you know, like, well, this is what's happening on his end, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing... What other horrible things he goes through in the next issue. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So I guess at this point it would be when his mom starts uh, breaking through the wall. Yes. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. while she's doing that, he's out in the woods watching someone die. Yeah. Good times. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like it. Stranger Things. Uh, Jody Hauser. Stefano Martino. Keith Champagne, Lauren Affey, and Alexi Breitclot. Wait, are you doing this one or am I doing this one? Which one? Die, number one. Uh, no, you're doing that. Okay. Um, then let's get to it. Die, number one. I think this is our last book, yeah? Yep. Okay. Um, 
Well, then I'll try and keep it brief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, this book is amazing. I I really, really, really enjoyed it. It's actually one of the first books that I opened up this week on New Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. I I can't I don't even know where to begin. Okay, so um it really is kind of a goth Jumanji. I think that was an apt description from Kieran Gillen. Mm-hmm. I I Okay, so it's these this group of kids. One of them is the narrator of the piece and um basically they they it's it's the main character, a couple of friends, the little sister and then what you will you will learn is is this missing kid and potentially, you know, uh, a crux in the plot or whatever. I don't want to get too much into it because, you know, it's a new book, you know, I, I and I really strongly believe that people should go out and read this. But basically the, the premise is that you have this group of five children uh, who are playing this D&D style game or this role play game more specific, or less specifically but more specifically mm-hmm. that has been devised by the um the kid who you also learned from the adult flashbacks is now missing all right mm. and it was designed by him and and it as a gift to your protagonist and um and so they pl- they play this and and so you you start to have them play it they define their characters like you would when you start an RPG you define your character's strengths and there's you know um what their background is and all these things right and you explain it to all the other players and then the game starts to play out and then the story jumps ahead to the end and it, and then it becomes kind of like do you know the um like the fir- uh, you remember the 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 TV miniseries for it no. Okay. Well, with with Tim Curry, <laughs> I remember it. Pennywise I did not Clown. watch okay. it, but yes. Well, so you know when they all come back to Derry, um, they and they're like reuniting. There's like this nice moment where they start to, you know, um, uh, they he gets on the bike and he, they ride high silver and they ride it around and then like you know they they go to the uh, the library and. You know, beep, beep, Richie, you know, like uh, this all happens and it's kind of like as much as Pennywise is like messing with them. Also, um, you you know, it's sweet because they, you know, they're they're rekindling old friendships and it's just like they all pick up right where they, they had previously left off. So you mm-hmm. have that all in this one issue, which is really beautiful and really nice. But what you're able to do uh, or what you get to experience through the storytelling, which the art is incredible and it's used perfectly. I can't speak to just the, the beauty of the, the book and uh, the unique nature of the art, but um, enough rather. I can't speak to it enough, uh, <laughs> but um, in the last few pages of the book, because I don't think it will ruin anything. Uh, it's it's kind of defined by the plot, but these characters are pulled back into the game, mm. and that may or may not have implications on this lost kid that that devised this very game. That of course, interesting. Started. Yeah, it's it's an incredibly well crafted book, which of course you you wouldn't expect any less. And I'm, you know, I can't, I'm fucking chomping at the bit for the next <laughs> issue. I like, you know, 
I, the biggest mistake that I made was reading this the day that it came out. Yeah. Because now there's, there was now like, there's no wait. more, there's no wait. longer fucking time. Exactly. There's no longer wait than, than that to the next issue. Mm-hmm. And it's just killing me. <laughs> is fucking destroying me. I'm like, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? It's fucking you know like yeah it's uh but yeah so it's great uh i really 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 i don't need you don't need to hear me uh tout how good this book is it it's all over the internet and whatnot absolutely but, um how good this book is but uh, you know if you have if you're unaware get out and read die number one mm-hmm. and it's die like as in like dice like you know roll the die yeah so yeah and they all have different die which is really cool too they're given the way that the art the game is played uh the uh the you know the games master who is again the missing kid hands out a different die to each of the kids so you know, one will have a six-sided die, and one will have a seven-sided, mm-hmm. one will have a ten-sided die. You know, like it's it's really interesting. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I quite you can't just read it. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's my review. <laughs> read it. Brandon gives it a <laughs> rating. Yeah. Cool. Uh, die number one, written by Kieran Gillen. Uh, artist is Stephanie Hans. Letters by Clayton Cowles. And uh, where are we here? Any other cool credits? I don't know. I can't think of it. There's, I think some layout work done by Ryan Hughes, designer Ryan Hughes. So yeah, I don't know. Good book. Just read it. Want to go over to picks? Yeah, let's do our picks. All right. So December nineteenth, uh, my first pick is an image book. Mm-hmm. Hardcore number one. It's uh, Andy yeah. Andy Diggle or Diggle? I think it's Diggle. Diggle? This is a Robert Kirkman mm-hmm. creation originally, right? Because it's yeah. a Top Cow title, but now Image obviously has it, needless to say. So Andy Dig- uh, Diggle, Alessandro Vitti, Dan Panosian, and Adriano Lucas. Yeah. So like you said, it's a, it's a redo. It's a characters based on a previous hardcore yeah yeah by uh robert kirkman and mark silvestri so robert kirkman known for walking dead i mean like well mark silvestri's also drawn everything under the sun x-men he's the um, the ceo at top cow well as it exists under image it's the same as like Mm -hmm. robert kirkman is the ceo of something or chief creative officer of Mm -hmm. something at at image so yeah it's you know it's their own book it's uh, you know yeah he's he's the coo i'm sorry robert kirkman is the coo of image Mm -hmm. um some interesting warfare it's kind of scary like anyone could be enlisted at any time technically yeah (laughs) yikes (laughs) like yeah it looks like it's gonna be really great i'm curious if the art style will change on this at all maybe you know i i'd love to see um you know a different take on what it what it's like to be inside like or like to man essentially Mm -hmm. another person yeah. It would be interesting to do that in a more foreign it's like way. like possessing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It'll be cool. Yeah. We, like, we, we've seen that more recently a lot where, you know, we you recently caught up a little bit on Cyberforce, mm-hmm. which is obviously, you know, 
a a book that's you know written by a different writer than than created it, but at the same time, you know, a writer with a great pedigree and also, um, uh, you know, create her own content. So it, it can be done. It can be done well. So I'm, you know, I I see why you're intrigued by it, and I certainly hope it's done well. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going next? Are we doing one for one? Yeah, you're going next. You're going next. Okay, I'll take Gideon Falls number nine. Mm -hmm. I don't need to tell you really why. Yeah, you've never talked about it before. Yeah, no. (laughs) uh, I love Gideon Falls. I Mm -hmm. think it's a great, great series. I'm a huge Jeff Lemire fanboy, not just because he's Canadian and, you know, uh, know, uh, well, an Ontario kid, but also just because he's he's great. (laughs) That helps. Uh, Additionally, the reason that I'm specifically picking up, because uh, truth be told, I don't. I usually get this in trade. We have the trade. I've been I've, I've been collecting this in trade in large part, um, but I'm getting number nine because of the James O'Barr variant. At James O'Barr, no matter what you know your thoughts are on the man, he's very much the reason that I even know that indie comics exist. The Crow was a huge thing to me. And this, the cover that he's done, as much as I love Andrea Sorrentino's work on the series, is just incredible. But uh, I'm definitely going to go out and get a single-issue copy of number nine, Gideon Falls, the B cover, illustrated by Mr. James O'Barr. Uh, because of the kind of lineage with him and uh, and me, if you will, and my love for independent comics which i didn't even know was a thing when mm-hmm. i was 10 years old and watched the chrome movie and was like this is a comic book and then read the comic and fell in love with life yeah yeah so there what's your next pick um my next pick is middle west 2 respect yeah yeah scotty young we had to fight over that one yeah i know i know but you had more picks so scotty young uh jorge corona yeah and uh, I like the cover, the Mike Huddleston. Yeah, yeah, looks awesome. I Laurie can't Corona's wait to see where this goes. Just killing it on the art in this book. Yeah, and absolutely. I can't, I can't even wrap my head around how mm-hmm. how simple and honest and beautiful a magic based story can be. Yeah, yeah. So I'm reading that one. Respect. You can read it too if you like. I'm, yeah, of course. It's <laughs> going to be one of the first books I pick up mm-hmm. for the 19th. Yeah, no cool. question. Great pick. Uh, what's up next for me? Okay. So if anyone listens to anything that we ever recorded as exploding earths in any capacity, you know that, um, I, I love anthology books. I love anthology novels. I love anthology comics. So my next pick, uh, as much as it's not an actual anthology, it's just a one piece story. I, I love these holiday anthologies. Like I, you know, we're going to do a holiday series, hopefully, like all of the cool books that are coming out at Christmas. Uh, and one of them is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 89. Oh, yeah. This is their holiday special. Um, and I believe the premise is that Splinter uh, has lo- has lost uh, faith in the meaning of Christmas or something to this effect. And, mm. of course, has to be, um, you know, willed back into his, you know, his love or his warmth regarding the Christmas season. So... It's probably a cheesy pick, but fuck it, you know? Like, again, TMNT was another thing. Like, again, I'm too young to comprehend, or I would have been too young to comprehend that it was an independent comic. 
Um, and by the time I actually read the Mirage books, I was uh, so ingrained in this, you know, the cartoons and the TV shows and stuff that you, you know, it was um, when I read that, that there, you know, when I saw this book and realized that I could read this this amazing story for adults that was also some equal parody and, and violence and all of these wonderful things. Um, you know, it's forever changed me. And again, so in the spirit of the holiday season to take me back to being a kid, um, another book that is completely just a, like, there's not like any like, Oh, you know, I'm going to read this from the perspective of like a comic book critic or something. No, it's, I'm reading it cause I want to fucking read it and I'm going to pick it up and hug it while I go to sleep at night. <laughs> I try not to cough. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. What's your next pick? My next pick is The Warning, uh, Edward LaRoche. The art blew me away the first time. The yep. story's cool, but the art just blew me away. And I can't wait to see what this looks like. Do you have another December 19th? Yeah. I have, an, uh, I have a third pick. Cool. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, just, I thought you said through already. Sorry. No. I'm going to go with Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter oh, of Terror, yes, number three. Right. Yeah, it comes out on the 19th from Ahoy Comics. I like this. Again, it's an anthology book. I hate anthology movies, love anthology books. Yes. And this one has been a lot of fun. And I'm going to continue it. You know, it's a lot of bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. And there's some great stories by great writers and great artists. So why not? Give it a go. Very cool. I'm going to do an honorable mention as well in terms of um, bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. I almost picked Psycho KO, and that's uh, C-Y-K-O. Mm-hmm. K-O. Um, again, uh, from Alterna Comics. It's number three. It's coming out this week. It's a three-part series. It's an all-ages book, and it's a buck fifty. And Alterna does a lot of that. If you're looking for really cool, compelling stories at a reasonable price, you know, I, we don't talk about them enough on the show, but uh, I really respect what they're doing over there. And I think this book is a lot of fun. So maybe if you're looking for a fun kind of um, equal parts Flash Gordon and future robot kind of thing, mm-hmm. maybe check it out. Very cool. Superhero fair ish stuff but they do a lot of different stuff but yeah that one anyway psycho ko number three number, that's my fourth on uh on, you know unofficial pick you want to head over to december 26th slash january 2nd yeah december 26th slash january 2nd um i don't have any december 26th so my first january 2nd is an image comic uh, gasolina 14 okay so it's uh, Sean Makievich, Nico Walter, and Matt Lopez. This is a very interesting book. Um, it's very dark. It's got that whole cartel thing going. It's got an alien creature thing that is worshipped by the cartel, possessing a child's body mm-hmm. that needs to feed. I'm loving it. I'm currently reading the 13th issue this mm-hmm. week. Just grabbed it. Didn't really get to get into it yet, but I'm really looking forward to getting into 14. Cool. Yeah, you? Uh, what am I going to go with first? I'm going to go with the December 26th book. Cool. Uh, Hellboy and the BPRD oh, 1956. Yeah. We actually picked number one in this series uh, on our top five list over at explainers.com. This is book 
2. Uh, I believe it's a six-part series, if I'm not mistaken. If you're looking for equal parts, kind of like, you know, um, well, I don't know. You know, you, Everybody knows what Hellboy is now. He's got a movie coming out. Yeah. Another one. Um, and equal parts, you know, kind of um, uh, Cold War era espionage and kind of monsters and magic. If you're looking for something like that. There's there's probably no better book out there for for that uh, probably very niche monsters and magic. Need. Yeah, it's very good. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be my first pick, and that's coming awesome. out on the twenty sixth. So sweet Boxing Day, go over and get it. Yeah, yeah. Your next one. My next one is another January second under Dark Horse, The Guardia Two. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, I'm waiting to see. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this book. There will be a protest at LaGuardia, a travel ban. Let's see what happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. You? Uh, what am I going to do next? I don't know. I, you know. Okay. You know what? Let's stick with Dark Horse. Um, cool. I'm going to go with The Whispering Dark. Mm-hmm. Number three is technically coming out. On the, I believe, on the second, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't read a single issue of it, admittedly, so it's unfair for me to pick it. But, you know, I've been really, really wanting to read this for a while now, and I'm going to get into it this week, uh, parts one and two. So by the time that the third one comes out, I'll, you know, I'll be fully invested. I've been hearing such great things about it. It's kind of, I don't know, just good old fashioned classic suspense you know, elemental horror. I like that. And, and I'm looking forward to getting into this series. So, and, and, you know, the, the creative team behind it looks pretty impressive from what I recall. And, and I'm, I'm very excited to get into it. So I'll, I'll report back on that, Mm. but that's going to be my second pick. Cool. Your third pick? My third pick is another dark horse pick. It's a heavy dark horse pick week. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, Stranger Things 4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. That's the last part, right? What else can we do to this poor kid? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll round it out with I'm totally cheating. Yeah. I'm totally cheating for the record, but I don't care. We picked up the Marvel Action Spider-Man, which is technically an IDW licensed book for yeah. both our guys. They loved it. We're going to continue the trend and pick up the Marvel Action uh, Avengers. comes out on the second. Uh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. There's other things I could pick, but I've been irrational. It's the holiday season. What am I yeah. actually putting my hard-earned coin no, it's into? True. I want to be honest, and that is what I'm I'm picking up. I don't care. We're going to read all kinds of stuff, well, most likely know. digitally, but these are our picks. Yeah, you know, and I believe the children are the yeah. future, you know. Um, exactly. Yeah. What are we reading with the kids? <laughs> We're reading that. Well, no, but this is the thing, right? Like, it, when I go into a comic book store and I see some 30-year-old guy, you know, like looking like me, you know, talking about like, uh, you know – Miles Morales is totally as good of a Spider-Man as as uh, Peter Parker. I don't care, but you know when I see a, uh, uh, you know, say for example, our our six or five year old come out of, you know, the Spider Verse movie with me and say like, I want to read about Spider-Man. It's like yes, perfect. And it's the same as when they come out of these Marvel movies and they want to do you know the Avengers and stuff like that. So and I'm all down for IDW licensing these. So more jobs for indie writers and they can you know build up a little bit of cred on that 
and they've got some good creative teams. So screw it, Avengers. I'm doing Sweet. it. Yeah, awesome. hey, it's licensed. It's it counts. Pick. Yeah, whatever. IDW. It's within the rules. Deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. It I is didn't within make the rules. rules. I'm just on the show. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> this is anarchy. Yep. Okay, you want to cool. you want to just do a quick recap, I guess, and then we'll call it. Yeah. So um, December nineteenth, Hardcore One under Image. Also December nineteenth, Middle West Two. Also Image. Uh, warning two, and then for December twenty sixth last January second, in which in my case is just January second, I've got Gasolina fourteen, Laguardia, and Stranger Things. So one image, two dark horse, heavy dark horse week, and you. All right, so I've got for the nineteenth Gideon Falls number nine, and I want that B cover, James O'Barr. Uh, which is uh, it's an image book. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 89. And that is IDW. I want that Christmas special. I want all the Christmas specials. And uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror number that's, three. I totally forgot to read the other one. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. And then uh, for December 26th, I have Hellboy and the BPRD 1956 number two. And for January 2nd, I have Whispering Dark number 3, which I have to technically read 1, 2, and 3, but whatever. And Marvel Action Avengers number 1. Cool. Yeah. That was a fun episode. Yeah, Short, absolutely. sweet. We don't have to do it again till the new year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope that you guys have a great holiday. And we will see you again in the new year, 2019. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep talking comics with us, visit ExplodingEarths.com. And reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Exploding Arts. You can subscribe to this and other Exploding Arts podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, and any other podcatchers that you want to use so that you never have to miss an episode. And I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It helps people find the show. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LumpyFace with an I instead of a Y. And you can reach us by email at quickflips at explodingarts.com. Send us your thoughts on the show, reading suggestions, reach out to us if you're an indie creator and would like us to take a look at your book. We'll see you in two Sundays from now with another edition of Quick Flips. Yeah, that's it. So, bye. <laughs>